welcome uh, welcome everybody to Drive Through HR. It is Wednesday, January 15th, 2020, um, which, of course, I still want to say like Barbara Walters, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> I am uh, one of your Drive Through HR uh, hosts. I'm Robin Schooling, and with me is my co-host, Michael Vandervoort. Hey, Mike. Good. Hey, Robin. Good afternoon. Sorry about missing yesterday, but um, work, work prevailed so i'm jumping in today and glad to be here well i'm I'm glad you're back and uh we um you know we we can't really kick off a show without a, a moment or two of of uh the patented um uh, mike and robin witty banter so it's, it's good <laughs> that you're here <laughs> are we ready so it, it, so, so I, I actually, I actually just looked at the show posting a, like about a half an hour ago, and I'm, I'm really interested in, in, in what our guest has to say and what we're going to be talking about. It's, a, it's a different topic for us, but I think it's not really the answer. I do think, I, I, actually, this is a good, good. This should be a really good show. I think. So. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a meaty topic, and so without um, mm-hmm. too much further ado, let's, uh, let's dive into it. I'm, I'm really. Really looking forward to this conversation, A, because it's one of my favorite people joining us on the show, um, but it's also, I think, going to be some, some really important things um, to be talked about. So welcome, 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 Janine Truitt. Hello, Janine. Hi. How are you? Good, 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 good. So glad you're on the drive through and we'll... Um, We'll, uh, we'll once we get past a, a little bit of an introduction here, kind of gonna tell people how we how we arrived at this conversational topic between between a side conversation we had. But um, for our drive-through listeners who are not familiar with you, Janine, um, why don't you uh, let everybody know a little bit about yourself, kind of your your journey through this uh, world of HR slash people slash HR tech <laughs> that we do, and um, kind of what you're doing now. Sure. Oh wow. So yeah, I've been doing this since 2005. Um, I started off as an HR lady and um, started off in staffing back then, working with scientific pharmaceutical companies and uh, CRO clinical research organizations. And I hated staffing, quite frankly. <laughs> Never been that. <laughs> I spent probably, I was actually sharing this with my kids the other day because my boss from that time popped up in my LinkedIn, people you know, and I kind of scoffed. I was like, oh, God. Oh. He's still- <laughs> it just brought back everything. <laughs> but anyhow, I spent about nine months doing that and then um, segued back to what I always knew. So I worked in health before I ever got into HR while I was in school. Mm -hmm. And so I went back to healthcare because that was what was comfortable. And so I did a lot of home care and um, locum tenens hiring. And then I went into the hospital arena and kind of worked my way up. My last stint was at Brookhaven National Laboratory. And um, to be quite frank, uh, I love HR. I love, I'm a strategist. I love the high-level mm-hmm. thinking and always thinking about where we can take it, where we are today. That's just where my head is at. And it took until I got to Brookhaven to realize that that was kind of my Achilles heel, if you will. Um, it yeah. was the thing that was kind of holding me back in a lot of corporations because I realized that most corporations don't actually want to fix the problems that they have. And so, you know, I mm-hmm. at that same time, I had been 
um, into blogging and, and uh, social media, which was brand spanking new. And this is like around, I guess, 2009, 2010. And yep. as we all did, just kind of made friends with people, figured it out and um, gained some friends and mentors that knew my situation at Brookhaven. And they were just kind of, yeah, you know that idea you have for like 20 years in the future when your husband's retired of having this consulting firm, you ought to think of that now. Um, mm-hmm. Because quite frankly, you've grown your role. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but then, you know, we had the economic downturn in um, 2013, the laboratory being a, a government contractor went through some financial challenges, and we were looking at a government shutdown. And this was the first ever for me. And it just became a to me that it would be important for me to start something for myself. And so for at least a year and a half, I was doing both my job at Brookhaven plus building my brand and yeah. talent bank, um, which was just madness, but <laughs> we're here. <laughs> and um, I had my, my last child, I had my son. And while I was on maternity leave, I was still kind of working talent thing to a point where I saw it could be profitable and something that I could really, you know, do and love and that kind of thing. I went back mm-hmm. after maternity leave for like two months. And one of my, um, we were implementing actually um, a new HR tech and it had gone to crap communication plan, gone to crowd change management, all of it. And I was just fed up and I called my husband at the time and was just like, Hey, I think I'm going to resign. I don't think I'm going to invest. And um, he was like, well, think about it. And, you know, if you feel that way, resign tomorrow. And when he came home, I already had my resignation letter typed up. (laughs) So, you know, I, I basically, I put in like a month's notice. Um, and um, shortly thereafter, I got a call from IBM. I ended up going back to them and shortening that that one month notice, and basically left there and went right into an IBM think tank with Talent Think in tow. And the rest is history. I actually make yeah. seven years on January twenty second, wow. which is crazy wow. to me. It is so crazy because remember starting the business and I actually remember Sabrina Baker um, was uh-huh. I was speaking to her at a Sherm conference and I was telling her yeah I started a business she's like congrats and I'm like I'm nervous I don't even know and she's like you're never gonna look back you wait and see mm. and yep. she was so right because I just I have no pensions to go back in I'm loving what I'm doing and um, talent think you know started off as just a talent management firm but you know, now we, I do tech advisory and I, mm-hmm. I'm now going into wellness, um, corporate wellness and, and individual wellness and doing digital transformation and kind of segueing the aspect into a more human transformation lens. Mm-hmm. So it's fun and I feel like I'm, it's finally in a place where it's Janine. Not the arena of HR, you know, and all these things that I kind of became along the way, but it's finally like the business I always wanted and the things I always wanted to do. So, yeah. Well, and and um, I think here's here's my little commercial for you, right? But I (laughs) I do think that um, uh, it's crazy when I think about that because I remember uh, that's. I remember when you opened it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think one of the things that that makes you successful at it is 
is kind of going along that journey and being very true to yourself and it it's it is um people are bringing you in to work with them because of your your voice and your opinions as well as your knowledge and experience but they you know you you tell it like it is which <laughs> gets us really kind of full circle to um kind of kind of our our show topic today um so we just a, a little uh, insight for our our listeners um it's an important conversation to have and it's a conversation that has been going on on various social channels primarily on twitter we we tend to see it more so mm-hmm. to some degree in some facebook groups and facebook interactions but but you know twitter's a you know hr twitter can be a you know a hot mess sometimes um but it's a place where we see what people are thinking or saying and and we start to get opinions around um what's going on i guess you know i think twitter uh, hr twitter serves that purpose quite often so several several months ago or several weeks ago another um, sort of conversation popped up on Twitter um, that caused a bit of uh, a bit of stir, a bit of consternation, um, because it was an HR professional um, that made a comment that showed, uh, you know, don't know the, the the thought process behind it, but either showed a lack of awareness, a lack of knowledge, a lack of ultimately, I think, concern for how it came across. And so Janine and I had kind of a little side conversation. I said, hey, let's let's talk about this on HR, uh, on drive Through HR, because the comment was made, and, and Janine, you were one of the folks that made the comment of, you know, we need to start calling this, 2020 is the year when we need to really start calling this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, when our peers, our professional peers are, misinterpreting or misspouting or saying things from a place uh, of place of I don't know what a dark place sometimes um, <laughs> that, that, that's a good way of putting it <laughs> yeah um, so so what you know what are some things what are some ex- what are some things that you have seen said because it's been it's not like it's just popped up but you know yeah. over the years the what are some of the conversational threads or the stuff that that's been out there that you think it is time we start calling out yeah um you know i think what's really difficult uh about a lot of the threads that have come about is they frankly very clearly bigoted to the people that they target but mm-hmm. they are almost cloaked enough to those who aren't targeted by the conversation that it's like well I'm not sure did he really yeah. mean that did you yeah. really mean that you know what I mean and so yeah it's really difficult for those of us that are very abundantly clear on the behavior because we've been living it for so long um, to have that discussion because, you know, friendships are in the way, uh, professional relationships are in the way. And, yeah. and, and like I said, in a lot of ways, um, 
is not, you know, no, no just affront to our folks, but this is across the board with social media. We've gotten to a place where we are all too comfortable saying things online over a keyboard that we would never really utter to a person's face. And so yeah. there's a little bit of this, you know, superheroism that comes across on social media. And, you know, people are just saying whatever. Um, you know, in terms of the things that I've seen, you know, it, it's really just, it, I mean, the last one, quite frankly, I mean, referring to African-Americans, Blacks as colored, it is just like, what, what, what are we in? What, what time are we in? Um, you know, and, and I, you know, we all have a professional relationship with this person, but, you know, my thing is that uh, I think when we all started and we all started about the same time on social media, I think a lot of it was still marketing and we didn't really yeah. know how to navigate it. And we were all kind of building this thing called a brand as normal, everyday Joe Schmoes and James, um, not yeah. as celebrities. And so, you know, a lot of the personality and a lot of the, the, the normal, natural essence of people was lost in translation, I believe, over the years. Now that we've evolved a ton and come along the journey on social media, uh, and there's this propensity to want to be authentic. Um, and I say that in quotation, I think we're starting to see the veil lifted and see who's who and what's what. And that's hard, right? Because yeah. again, a lot of us have built professional relationships and friendships and, you know, at the very least a collegial relationship um, that now we're having to come with who people really are and how they really think. And, you know, there, there's just been a, I think there's been a lot of backlash when people like myself and the Sarah Morgans and the Kirsten Greggs and, you know, a whole host of other people have started to be more vociferous about what's happening in the world and how it's down into HR. And it's been almost like, well, you know, what exactly is your gripe and, and why does everything have to come down to race? And because it yeah. is, because that's what it is, yeah. you know, and, and so um, a, a bit of the doldrum I found myself in in the last few years and why I've chosen to really the way my brand looks and feels is because um, there is, there are real life issues that are bigger than a policy or a handbook happening mm-hmm. right now for us. And I can't see how a, a profession that is geared towards serving the humans that are affected by these things would not be forefront of d- discussing those things. This is a huge issue for me. And so, you know, while I can't necessarily point the finger and tell people what they should do, because it's, it's, a, it's a onerous fight, to be honest. Um, it's mm-hmm. a fight I'm not sure I want to fight all the time. Um, but I, I don't know how else to do HR anymore unless we're having real conversations about what's going on. Yeah. Well, and I think the – and, again, we, we could say this about – um, you know, the microcosm of the, um, you know, HR community. We could say this about society in general. But um, I, I think the piece that saddens me a lot um, from H, from HR professionals is if, if when someone makes a 
statement or takes a point of view that is um, offensive or ill-informed or whatever, and they they double down on it when when it's pointed out to them, and then they double down on it. It's you know taking mm-hmm. lessons from the uh, current administration, I guess. But you know yeah. instead of saying, let me listen, you know uh, you're an HR professional, mm-hmm. you know you should be listening and learning constantly. And when they when I see that tendency to say, oh well, yeah, no, you know this it just it just is what it is, and they double double down on their reasoning or this oh no this is okay um that's the part that saddens me but you know what though ramen um here here's the here's the the more i guess the the darker aspect of it all is hr side um profession aside uh collegial relationships and all that there are just legitimately people this side of the world that don't believe certain people should have rights, certain rights. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. we should never we should never think for a second that some of those people were not going to be in our profession. The, you know, yeah. and so you know, it's it's reality, but it's the reality. And so for me, part part of me is like, come on out. That's been my attitude. Come on out. Yeah. Let us see yeah. you. Um, I, you know, speak when I speak. And then a lot of times I'm just sitting back and I'm observing um, because people will ultimately do themselves in when it's all said and done. Um, but I'm, I'm a fan of come out so we can see you, identify you, and then as a collective decide what we want our industry to look like and do better um, because, yeah. you know, you're going to big it. <laughs> That's just what it is, and I guess the call to action I'm trying to lead is now that we know those of you that are putting conference money in these people's pockets, those of you that are shelling out the white paper money and and all the other money that we know circulates in our industry, uh, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know, because ultimately we are, those of us that, that started this whole digital brand thing, we're the people that the ones that are still working the are looking at, right? Because we're the ones at the conferences speaking and doing the master classes and doing all the cool and fun stuff. And so mm-hmm. if the goal is to usher in new blood, we all don't want to be doing this forever. I know I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> what are we, what are we trying? What are we, what are we handing? What's the torch we're passing to the next HR professionals that endeavor to do this? Are we yeah. sending the message that, yeah, um, people can say whatever they want to. They can be bigots, discriminatory. Oh, yeah, and we'll give them keynotes at a SHRM conference or at whatever conference. Is that the message we're sending? Because if that's the message, yeah. then that's pretty sucky. Well, and this, to your point, Janine, it's not like this, this uh, the mindset of, I don't care what profession they're in, the mindset of, of, of some people is just what it is. But it, when you were talking, it made me think of a, a story that just saddens me. This was probably, let me think, 2012, 2012, eight, uh, yeah, eight years ago. Um, and we were doing our Louisiana Sherm um, event the, the year before you came, Janine. This is the one in mm-hmm. New Orleans, the year before you came. And okay. um, I had someone here from um, from out of 
out of town, out of the country, first real kind of visit to, you know, let's say the Deep South, and mm-hmm. um, a a local um, a Louisiana Sherm volunteer leader um, made the comment to this visitor, this speaker, um, because he, he said something like, oh, the, you know, this is great. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm loving New Orleans. Oh, you know, all the people that are here, you know, this is so this is so cool, you know, something like that. And this HR leader and Sherm volunteer leader said to him, we're just happy that there's not a lot of, quote, those people here. Oh. And he knew exactly what she was saying, mm-hmm. uh, played dumb, though, and said, yeah. well, what do you mean? And the double-down answer was, oh, you you know what I mean, those people, whisper, whisper, you know, because you're white, so I, mm. I can tell you, you probably get it. And that's eight years ago. I think of that story all the time um, yeah. because that, that's the kind of crap that, that is there. And there's kind of this, mm-hmm. well, it's it's code word, so I can tell you this because you're going to get it. I hate, you know. Um, yeah. And it, and it broke my heart. <laughs> really, when I heard the story, mm-hmm. uh, oh my God, this is my you know my Louisiana HR peer, and this is mm-hmm. oh, this is just appalling. Yeah, I mean we're all I think we're all appalled to a certain degree, and you know for me it was it was just realizing like I think there was some sort of perception that because I was out here, you know, and and mingling and mixing for so many years with speaking on a lot of these topics that somehow I yeah. was one of the the black folks that were accepting of all the banter yeah. and was like, well, no, no, <laughs> that, that, that's not the case at all, actually. Yeah. Um, but now that we're here, let me, let me get you all the way together on how that's not acceptable at all, you know? And I mean, for me, it was even interesting just being on the speaker circuit more and just some of the things that would be said to me when I was like one of the only mm you know, of my mm. kind in the room, you know, the cutting mm. down at the table under, like just really mean kind of things. And, um, you know, you don't want it, to, it, it's a terrible thing when you're thinking of your future prospects at the same time as you want to take, reach across the table and like strangle somebody because yeah. clearly they don't understand who they're talking to, you know, like it, it, and again, it goes back to that social media aspect. Like we all, you know, few have gotten together. We've had conversations. We've hugged. We've shared tears and things like that. You and Ron, you and I have done that, but not all of yeah. us have. And so you don't know people's story, really. You don't know them from Adam and you don't know what they've endured. And so it's just kind of unfortunate that people take those shots. Um, which, you know, I've come to understand are based on their, their own ugliness and their own biases. Yeah. Um, it has really very little to do with me, but it takes a whole lot of evidence to come to that point because your first reaction is like, who the hell do you think you are to, you know, come to me with this stuff? Mm-hmm. But professionally. You know, and, <laughs> and there's, um, you know, there's this real sort of um, intersection uh, as well, um, speak, you know, talking about speakers and folks 
um, you know, um, getting on the um, on the on the speaker dais and you know things of that nature. Because again, also for the last several years, there's been a lot of conversation and people, you know, really, really being forthright and saying, why pick an event, not just HR, but mm-hmm. you know, where are the women? Where are the women speakers? Why, you know, there's another yeah. group that you know we we just look at and it's a lot of underrepresentation. So there's mm-hmm. this intersection as well then um, of just a, a, a need for a more diverse slate of voices talking at any professional event. Um, how have you? Because how have you seen that change? You know, what what have you personally experienced over the last couple of years? Have you seen that that there's been any movement from that aspect personally? Um, it's changing slowly. Um, I would say that I started putting my foot down at least about two years ago and just saying, hey, yeah. um, you need a list, ask me. And I started, yeah. I created a list of like the professionals at least that, you know, I felt like a lot of the bigger name conferences should be talking to. I was like, if you need yeah. it, I'll pro bono. You got it. Reaching yeah. out, but what we're not going to, because I got tired of being the only one for a yeah. time. It was just like, Hey Janine, Hey Janine. It was like, okay, that's yeah. cool. And <laughs> I, I love to be wanted. Don't get me wrong. But at the same token, you know, it'd be nice to see some other people win too. There's some other smart yeah. people out there. I'm not the one and I didn't want to become the token yeah. <laughs> you know, black yeah. person, black woman yeah. that happened to be at every conference. I, you know, so I started to just bring up people like, you know, Jasmine Wilkes and Kirsten yeah. and, you know, all the rest of them, like, hey, talk to them. And I'm mm-hmm. still doing that because I believe, you know, when we reach a place that you should reach back and, you know, pull others up as well. So, I mean, it's changing, but certainly not quickly enough, but I think yeah. we'll get there because I think a lot of us have just said, hey, we're just not going to come to your conference. We're not going to promote it. We're not going to do anything mm-hmm. in that realm anymore until you start to really look at this thing and change yeah. it. You know, um, and, and, and kind of a, gonna... oh, I'm just going to do a real quick Sorry. shout out because a couple of group, couple of people that have also been sort of um, promoting that as well for a long time, Chris Fields put together the Speakers Bureau. Yeah, Speakers MVP. Bureau. I mean, that's a good Correct. five six years at least. Um, and mm-hmm. now Hung Lee has built, you know, kind of a crowdsourced women yeah. speakers list. So yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Go go ahead, Mike. Sorry. I, I was just going to comment, like from the so so Janine, I run a I run an association, right, and we do two conferences a year, right. And I know mm-hmm. that, I mean, we're not perfect by any means i mean it's and it's a struggle sometimes but but we we work with a conference planning committee we have you know you know cross uh business cross business platforms you know just all kinds of diversity on our conference committee Mm -hmm. um and we've been tried to be really intentional about you know good balance in our in our you know our full speaker slate right you know male female um you know gender uh ethnic ethnicity all those things. We've been very intentional about it. We had Sarah. I invited Sarah yep. to speak a couple of years ago, and there, I mean, mm-hmm. she 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 spoke, and it, you know, I will I will say that it probably left our membership that were in attendance at the conference more shook than woke. 
The reaction was very mixed, but but it did exactly what we. I, I, I well, I think I don't know if it's exactly what we intended, but I knew. I, I mean, I knew as the organizer and the, the person who invited her and sold her into the conference, if you will, into my committee. Um, we knew that it was going to be a, um, you know, it's going to be a tough conversation, right? But we created that platform, and 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 Sarah sold it great, you know. And I think that's something that. I think, I think part of the problem is when you're trying to sell tickets to and registrations. There's so many HR conferences. You you want to be, um, you know, you want to have good speakers. You want to be you want to be uh, on the edge, I guess. But you also don't want to put people off, right? So there's like a fine line from the association perspective. Yeah. But there are there are things you can do. I guess what I'm saying is it's not that it was it's you know it's not that putting Sarah up was a mistake. I mean it was an intentional risk. To push the envelope mm-hmm. for our for our our conference and to push the push the uh, risk isn't the right word but I don't know what else to say. We knew it was going to be controversial yeah. and we took that risk I mm-hmm. guess as an organization. Um, and it you know but it, <clears throat> people didn't necessarily like her message. Overall, it wasn't like everybody mm-hmm. clapped and said that was a great in, inspirational speech. But I know that through the whole event, up to and including mm-hmm. in the post conference workshop on Wednesday. People were still talking about the things that she had to say, whether they agreed with them or not, right? So the point yeah, I right. think is that the the message resonated and it challenged people and it made them speak. So I think from mm-hmm. a conference organizer perspective, you can do stuff like that. We did the same thing this last conference that I ran in fall in Las Vegas. We had Natalie Egan, who's a transgender CEO, come out and speak and. Oh, wow. Similar reaction. People don't know. Okay, y'all. Hey, everybody. I hate to interrupt us, but we are about to go We're off the out air. Of time. So, uh, quick, Sorry. quick thank you to Janine Truitt. Um, you can reach her at Ms. with a Z, Janine Nicole on Twitter. Reach out to her at Talent Think Innovations, which is her website. And of course, on LinkedIn, you can, uh, you can find her there as well. So, uh, thanks, everybody, and uh, have thank a great, you. great day. Thanks, Janine. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye.